I don't know what happened there anyway, but we had a little bit of a connection error, but we are back. So I'm going to have to try and merge these two recordings. So hopefully there won't, it won't be too um, stop start. But anyway, Jilly, if you could tell us then about some maybe simple yoga habits that we could start incorporating at home um, if we don't have time to go to yoga class. Is there anything you'd suggest yeah, of course. that we could get going with? You can literally do some really small just breath work uh, that you can do just sitting on your couch or sitting on the end of your bed or even lying down. So a really good one if you're lying down is just placing a hand on your tummy and a hand on your chest and just making sure that you're taking those big deep breaths where your chest comes forward, your diaphragm, your tummy. Because day to day, a lot of people breathe in the kind of upper chambers. So they're literally shallow breathing and they might never notice that it never kind of goes fully down into the diaphragm. So having the hands on either place just allows you to focus on the rise and fall and taking those bigger kind of deep, expansive breaths down into the belly and then just letting the body kind of soften back down onto the bed. So even doing just 10 deep breaths, just giving yourself that time, maybe taking shouldn't take longer than about two minutes can really help just settle you down into that kind of parasympathetic nervous system, that slower system and give yourself that time to rest and even then just again while sitting or you can try to while standing is just one or two sun salutations it's mad the the kind of power of taking that big lift with the arms up overhead allowing the head to fall back and coming back down just allowing yourself to take up some space and opening up the chest bringing the arms back it's called into your cactus arms and back forward into mm. prayer just small little movements they don't have to be too energetic but it's just slowing the body down and taking up some space taking five minutes out of your day just to kind of calm and allowing yourself that time to respond to how you're feeling and uh, taking a few moments to think about the emotions that you have and even outside of yoga, just journaling, trying to, if you are having a stressful day, taking a moment to figure out if you are feeling sad or is it that you are actually anxious or am I actually stressed or is this just because I'm tired and writing it down to try to figure out what it actually is because we do have a busy mind and sometimes we might think we're one thing, but if we actually take a moment, we'll realize that. I'm actually just hungry. I'm not angry or whatever it is, do you know? Yeah. You get up so much. Yeah. And yeah, we're very complex creatures. So allowing yourself the time to kind of dissect your thoughts, get them out, whether that's movement or yeah. pen to paper, that's a physical action in itself. Just getting yourself to pick up a pen and put it down on papers is a physical action in itself, you know? Yeah, that's a lovely pathway into talking about journaling next anyway. So that journaling and mindset work is a huge part of my Nourish, Move and Shine program. And there's some ladies who kind of dive right into it and are so surprised at how much they learn about themselves as they start on this journaling journey. And there's some people who are literally like, oh, God, no, I can't. I couldn't possibly write my thoughts down. I know some clients are like, I would be terrified my kids would read it. They just... They, or there's others that would open up a page and literally be like, I have no idea what to write. I, that's, um, 
or just even cringe at the thought of it. They find it a really embarrassing practice. So um, have you any, so like, uh, I think we've kind of talked about the, the benefits of being able to yet yeah, like clarify your thoughts and, you know, be able to connect with what you actually are feeling and why you're feeling it. So would you have any maybe like tips or suggestions of how to get started with journaling and what you'd suggest starting with basically? Yeah, of course. I totally understand that journaling is one of those things that people sometimes do cringe at because they're like, oh God, like writing down. Sometimes you find it so silly to write down like three things I'm grateful for and those kind of traditional things. But journaling is so personal to each individual and it doesn't always have to be like three things I'm grateful for or your it was something that you like overcame today it can literally just be going to pen and paper and writing down something that is a thought loop that you keep going over so you might have from eight o'clock in the morning till the end of the day been worrying about a specific thing whether that is like an interview whether it's someone you might have to meet tomorrow whether it's a deadline in work and just trying to break that thought loop so you've been going over and over it for seven, eight hours and just taking it out of your head and putting it down onto paper. That can be journaling in and of itself. Or So it doesn't have to be something positive. It can literally just be getting the bad thoughts out of your head and onto paper. Absolutely. It really can. I think we've all been in a situation where we might have been on a walk and you'll be having an argument with yourself about what you would have said to someone else if you're a little bit frustrated. That as well can be journaling, like getting that out. And then when you read it back on paper, sometimes you can realize that, gosh, I was really being way too over the top or way too harsh in my mind about something. And when you see it down, you just get it out. And that might be enough to allow you to let that thing fully go where you don't need to carry it forward. You might not need to ever say it to the person then because you've kind of come to terms with the thought loop. Um, Yeah. And a great way to connect with how you think about yourself. Sorry to interrupt there. Um, How you talk to yourself, because that's a huge thing, our inner voice and our inner critic. And I think that like what I would always say to my clients is think about how you would talk to your favorite person in the whole world, whether that's your husband, your child, your boyfriend, your best friend, just one person who's your most favorite person in the whole world. And imagine talking to them the way that you talk to yourself. So when you find yourself talking to yourself like that, being like, wow. But that journaling could be a good way when you're getting those thoughts out without judging yourself. You're just getting whatever thoughts you have and being like, oh, God, why am I so mean to myself? Absolutely. We can be so hard on ourselves to the point that you can nearly be your like your own biggest bully by how repetitive you are and what you say to yourself. And you don't realize how much the mind is like taking in what you're saying about yourself and how it's inter- like interacting and in affecting your own kind of self-worth and your self-beliefs. So if you have a, like a thought loop about yourself that you're not good enough or you're this or you're that, like constantly writing down reasons why you are the opposite to that thought because yeah. you're, you have no huge control over the thoughts that come in and out of your head. There's thousands upon thousands of thoughts that will just be like fleeting through your mind throughout the day. But you do have control over over how much you let them 
interact with your day or how much you take them on. Some of them can be so intrusive. So just that can be a great way to just get them out and to, to argue them. Being like, I've been saying this about myself all day, yeah. but here are five amazing things I did today that are not yeah. like that person that I think I am. If I was that person, yeah. I wouldn't be able to do these amazing things. You know, I am better than what yeah. I'm saying about myself. And I find that that's such a great way pen to paper is just brilliant because you can see it then it makes the thought visual so it brings a little bit yeah. of reality into the thought and then you can be like that's not true <laughs> it gives you that clarity to be able to see it in front of you and I think definitely for me to be able to reach that kind of clarity a huge milestone in my life was to give up drinking so I st kind of had the past few years on and off had given up drinking then started drinking again. I kind of, I would have from a very young age, like been drinking every weekend. And as I kind of had my two older kids and, you know, me and Dave were kind of in this cycle of work every week. And then suddenly it was like, but why on Thursday night, Friday night and Saturday night and, you know, and whatever cans are in the fridge as well. And it just became this really bad habit, a really unhealthy cycle of feeling shit from Monday through to about Thursday and then drinking from Thursday to Sunday. And it was something that I did for years and um, it, it deprived me of that clarity and the actual chance to really get to know myself. So in the past, I'd say two or three years, I've kind of taken breaks from it, found that clarity therefore finding the path that I'm on now. And um, in like the past year, I've, I've stopped altogether. I don't drink at all anymore. Um, and it's like the difference it's made in my life has been absolutely like it, it's been life changing. And I never it's not something I never promote. Like I don't promote, oh, you, everyone should give up drinking because not everyone drank the way I drank. Or, you know, there's plenty of people out there that are well able to have a glass of wine or two. That was not me. So um, it just it didn't serve me anymore. And um, I so I don't promote it, but I do always kind of suggest that everyone takes a look at their own relationship with alcohol and kind of think about how it might be a barrier to their self-worth, to discovering who they really are, what they actually really want. And just to be able to be like, am I living the life that I want to lead? Because that's kind of what happened to me when I stopped. I was like, I'm in this busy cycle of a life that I find myself in that I don't know that I want to be in anymore. And I had to, and I started building a life for myself that I actually am really proud of and really want. So I suppose with this long spiel, what I'm asking you is, what is your thoughts and your experience in relation to this? Yeah, absolutely. And well done as well for you for the last year as well, because it's, it's such a hard thing to step away from, especially in Ireland where, and, and possibly the UK were kind of maybe similar that drink is a huge part of our social being and connection. And, we have those colder winters and everyone's cozy in the pub and it's easy to kind of turn to that for a social interaction. Um, I myself, similarly to you, I gave up drink three years ago now, it will be in December. And um, it's just been such a positive thing for myself. Uh, I definitely started drinking from a very young age and used drink as a social kind of lubricant sometimes I can be very awkward I'm a little bit of an introvert and it definitely helped me with that and then it just became a thing for me where I was drinking socially Thursday Friday Saturday 
out all the time. And the flip side of that was I would spend Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, sometimes even into Wednesday being really anxious, not myself. Yeah, I'd only just feel myself again on Thursday and I'd just totally lose her again for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. So it got to a point where I only really was ever me on a Wednesday or a Thursday and then I was gone again and I just completely lost myself and I lost me too that's amazing to hear yeah it's just no idea who I was and a little side kind of bundle to that when you feel like you've lost yourself you just naturally lose your self-worth which unfortunately in turn leads you to drinking more to try to feel comfortable and to fit in because you don't know where you don't even fit in with yourself so it's such a such a bad cycle and I just completely had no self-worth at all which had a massive kind of um impact on my mental health went totally below normal and I there's a saying where they say that you accept the love you feel you deserve. And for many years, I felt like I was just not worthy of love. And I had to the point where I unfortunately actively looked for people who would treat me the way that I felt I was deserving, which was not good. Um, again, such a negative impact on your mental health when you yourself are treating yourself badly and then you're allowing other people to do it too. So it was just it got to a point where I was like, I have to stop. My goodness me, I was like, I am not going to be here in a few years time if I keep doing what I'm doing. So I took a step back and I was like, okay, I'm going to stop for a week. And that was on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. And I was like, I'll stop for a week. And I stopped for the week. And then I was like, I'll stop for a month. And I stopped for the month. And to this day, I'm nearly three years off drink. And I'll never say never because never is too yeah. big of a thing for me. But yeah. I know that I'll do it for another week and I'll do it for another week. And I'll yeah. probably keep going forever. But I'll never say I'm never going to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because then it makes it so final. And I think it's just um, it becomes that the longer you don't drink, the more you don't want to because you become grateful for how you feel and you want to continue. I actually still have nightmares of waking up after a session with a hangover. Yes, oh my and God. like, it, it's, it's a nightmare. I'll wake up in a fright and I'll be like, oh, thank God I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. You, know? you have these phantom, a hundred percent. I yeah. used to get that when I first stopped and I'd wake up and I'd actually have a phantom hangover headache for about 15 minutes and then my whole body would realize that I actually wasn't out because I'd wake up and I'd be like god I don't remember being out I must have been so drunk and I'd have to go to my partner or like sometimes I'd text one of the girls being like was I out last night I don't remember being out and they're like no like no you were home (laughs) like but it was so (laughs) yeah just to build that trust in yourself yeah yeah totally but I think like it's just so important to address because I think like you said it's such a normal part of our society especially when we were growing up like I know now in our 30s it's um you know it's easier to not drink I think when you're in your 30s and particularly for the stage that I'm at with with small kids 
I've like I've now kind of created this life for myself where I don't particularly like going out at nighttime anymore. I like to do things during the day and I like to unwind and I've become more introverted the older I get, which I enjoy, which makes me think that my extrovert personality was very much linked to alcohol and was kind of not real anyway. I quite enjoy my own company now and I am um, because Dave is so funny. He goes to bed at about nine o'clock because he gets up at about 5 a.m. for the gym so because he's in, in the gym for six like so like I, I spend a lot of time in the evening by myself which I love now um but I think it, it's just drinking is so normal for in your teens and your 20s and then it becomes something that we don't question when we head into our 30s and then suddenly I think there's a lot of people who are lost in this vicious cycle and I just think it was just really important for us to address it that there is so much more to gain by taking a little break from it and just yeah. actually connecting with yourself. Oh, so much. And it is really hard. And I was even saying to Elliot the other day, like there's definitely points, especially when it's sunny out and it's the summer and my friends might be out down the beer yeah. garden where I feel like I'm like, God, I miss it. But it's that like, um, the grass is always greener that like I wish I could have drank in the way that they do where they can have the one or two and have fun but when I take a step back and uh, realize I'm like I actually never could do that I always went too far I never did yeah. have the fun one two and then went home so it's better for me to just not and I have the most amazing friends like they have never been anything other than so supportive of me taking a step back and they've always yeah. been like, I'll meet you for coffee. I'll meet you anywhere else. And I definitely can still meet them in the pub, but I'd probably go home at half nine. Do you know where is that? Yeah, yeah like you're done. You've done the socializing. Yeah. But, you know, I think as well, it be it's becoming so much more normal not to drink. And then there's the zero beers. I was in Galway there a few weeks ago and I was able to get a pint of Heineken Zero on draft. I couldn't believe it. I actually nearly kind of, I had to like watch them pouring it to make sure it was actually like they weren't trying to the real Heineken um but it was amazing so I was with a friend and we sat and we had live music and we had our pints like and I, like obviously I had like two pints the whole night because you're not going to like suddenly have like seven or eight pints of zero because you'd be sick like but um <laughs> it's just so lovely because it does give you that that same kind of connection that warm feeling of the of being in the pub socializing but like that to a certain point and then I'm kind of like yeah I want to go home now I've had enough I've had enough of this <laughs> it's really important for like you to have self-worth and like that's one thing I really want is a safe space for like my yoga my class and that's what I always mm -hmm. wanted my page to be for people to come and just feel like they weren't on their own and they kind of fit in um because like we're yeah. all so different and we're all so beautiful in our own ways and yeah just what I want people to feel when they kind of come to class and I, I think you do a really really good job of, of offering that to people that that's exactly the type of energy that you give out on your page and in your classes so definitely thank you I try so much to do that and I, I make a conscious effort when I put any like ads up on my Instagram so when I'm advertising my class on a Wednesday or a Sunday or if I have any updates for my page I always use these kind of um they're kind of like a cartoon type of graphic but I'll always make sure that 
the women and men in those pictures, there's never any faces. So I don't have any faces on any of those graphics. They're like faceless people of all shapes and sizes, all beautiful colors, yeah. because I don't want anyone to kind of come to my page and see some amazing model doing a, like a back bend. I want them to come and see that, that like their external self is not important for who they are to come to the class although they may be yes. so beautiful i just want that actual like the inner person to come and them to feel happy about the outside of themselves you know yeah yeah absolutely um so i will finish up now in a minute but i wanted to ask you one more question um which i am going to be asking everyone that i interview is what does the word health mean to you oh, i think it is for me, just taking the time to appreciate the body and the person that you are and looking after the vessel that you are in. So whether that is with movement, nutrition, um, with your sleep, whatever it may be, it is just taking care of yourself. Um, because I think for adults or for, for kind of anyone you start to have responsibilities for your family maybe your friends and it's so easy to look after other people to this really high regard and even like looking after your pets your your flowers like your plants we tend to externally look after everyone else before ourselves but health should be very personal and to just holding yourself in the same regard as you would for your loved ones your friends your family and just taking that effort, that time to see what's best to make you be the best version of yourself. Oh, that is just fantastic and such a lovely way to finish. And Jilly, thank you so much for your time and for all of your thoughts and your advice. It's been so, so valuable. Um, is there anywhere that where people can connect with you? So what will be your social media, your yoga classes, anything you'd like to mention here? Yeah, of course. So I do most of my kind of interaction on Instagram. So it is Jilly Bow Wellness. So Jilly underscore Bow, B-O-W underscore Wellness on Instagram or Jilly Bow Yoga. And um, that's where I do all my bookings for my classes on a Wednesday and a Sunday. Um, I also am on Facebook, but I don't use it as much. So I'd say the Instagram platform is the best way to go. Um, and you can pop me any messages on kind of my DMs or anything like that as well. Fantastic. And I'll share that in, anyway in the show notes for anyone who's listening who wants to connect with you. Um, thank you so much. Um, and I'll chat to you soon. <laughs>